All right, we're back. If they can't tell we brothers by now, y'all stupid. We, I see you got yeah, he he he, he growing out the beard, got the hair, my hair low, cut low. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm trying to be like you. You're my hero. You got to gain weight, dog. <laughs> you gotta you gotta gain like a lot of weight. You know? <laughs> I think oh. it starts off the way the best way to do it that I've seen is like be really really active like middle school and high school, like really active. And then keep consuming like the food that she was consuming at that time. And then just stop being active, like quick cold turkey. Like nah, it just literally, it's like, oh, you was you was moving and then you stopped. You stopped. <laughs> you did. So People yeah. forget, they looked at they looked at me for music, but I'll be like, I mean, technically, my brother's more accomplished than me when it comes to music because hey, man, you know, UIL you know, and all this stuff. I'm a nigga that plays the piano and did production. So I'm like, he had all play multiple instruments. And then I'm like, <laughs> all right. You don't play with that? The bassoon? I didn't know what that I, was. I didn't know what it was either. It just yeah. got me a free trip. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I said, whatever, whatever got me a free trip. To be honest, if sports offered me more of a free trip, I would have done that. But it was like at one point. No, you wouldn't. Where, oh, it was. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, the coach for football was literally where we were standing, you know, because every year the coach is always asking you, like, yo, come play. Yep. We were standing by the buses and uh, all the dance team got on a bus with the band. And then all the football players got on a bus with the football team. I I just made my decision right there. I was like, oh, I like the band goes on trips and y'all like, oh, we don't have to stay outside year round and like hit each other. I'm cool. I'm cool. I did the same with ROTC. I was like, cool. all the girls go to ROTC. I had one. I had one cold play. Uh, and I got hit and flipped upside down. And I remember looking up, and the coach was like, you want to be a running back? And I remember going to my boy on the sideline. I was like, what happened? And he's like, Doug, you got hit, and you went in the air, and then another dude hit you while you was in the air. And then you came down on the ground. And you held the ball. And I was like, Doug, I never want to do that again. Like, <laughs> never, never. I, I never want this to happen. We, we, we were like, there. I saw that. Live. Yeah, I was like, oh, I said, I said, oh, I'm done. Y'all, y'all watched the the end of my football career. So, what was that? Eighth grade? Yeah, it was. It was over. I was like, oh, this is this is it. This is it for me. You have a strange thing with sports, from being the best basketball player in Anchorage, Alaska. Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. No, one, handed, five one, hand, one hand dribbled. I came yeah. back down here to Houston. That little kid messed me up. Dog. Broke yeah. all my ankles. Like 92. I was like, I was like, I'm looking at the sideline. Remember when LeBron was looking at your boy when he went the wrong, when he didn't call the timeout? Yeah. It's like, I'm looking at the sidelines like, help me. This little dude is dribbling with two hands. Both? That's not a violation. That's not a violation. That's what happened. In Alaska, they just had me like Shaq. They was like, hey, stand under the goal. You are two yeah. feet taller than everybody. And then just put the ball up. Like, I don't even want you to dribble. Just catch the ball, put it up. Don't dribble. Like, don't just dribble. get to the spot, catch the ball, put it up. If a kid comes in your way, just twist. They can't <laughs> hold you. That was my whole move 
the whole time. Like I wasn't even moved. I was like, oh, basketball, easy. Like, I don't know what they talking about. Practice. <laughs> that's a good one we're talking about practice but yeah my bad my bad that, that also brings us to our guest too but then what happens is you i mean if you're stuck with it you might have gone somewhere because sometimes you just got to start something because you'll never know where you'll where you'll end up closed mouths don't get fed so growing up as a fan of hip-hop a chance encounter with houston legend gp and the true G's got him started on his way. Talking about our guests now, because I just went into this. I know, maybe I didn't make that clear. By writing hooks and <laughs> by writing hooks and helping with the group that he got more notoriety and comfortable with his own talents. Enough for him and GP to leave and start Paperboy Productions. Paperboy, Paperboy, all about that Paperboy. But wait, there's more. He's also produced for our favorites, 5050 Twin, Magno, Devon's favorite DJ of all time, OG Ron C. And also Duro Music, Ice Cream Paint Job. Ice Cream Paint Job. Joker Man, come on, man. Classic. Um, let's see, uh, Houston producer Kojak. And also, if you do your research, Absol. He did a long term off a of long term, too. Like, really? He's a friend of numerous, numerous friends of the show and an upcoming household name. Also, shout to my brother, another nigga that went to PV. Yeah, uh, you, know, you know, hey, everybody can't be perfect. All right. <laughs> With the album, The Loop in stores and in your phone now, we have our special guest today, George Young. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that's great. Hey, that's great, that's great. You did your research. I mean, that, that list is a little updated from now, but, uh, Finding that bio, that's great work. I appreciate you guys for having me on the show, man. It's just a piece. We didn't want to talk about the whole thing. I'm not trying to tell you everything. I mean, you go <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like, all right, show's over now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, in and out, in and out. You know what I'm saying? Well, let, let's get into talking about, Jordan. I mean, we started before this, before we even had the cameras rolling. We were talking about your original name, and I was saying, you and Rob Gillette have hands down the best name change. Uh, I would say, I was going to say in Houston hip hop, but I, I you know, it, it's you, Rob Gillette, and probably two chains. Like, yeah. hands down, <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, y'all did yeah. that. Great name change. So tell us about starting off. What was your original rap name? My original rap name was uh, Versatile. Versatile. And, uh, yes, sir. And uh, that, that, I think that was wow. 2002, 2003. Cause I didn't have, you know, you're a kid, you're, you're, you know, a teenager. You just think of some corny stuff. It, it's the 2000s, you know, that was the era of the lost souls and some of the, some of the things we were doing and wearing. So I, I don't know, at the time it sounded like the right thing to call myself, but that didn't last very long. That name probably lasted me like a, a couple years, if that. Why'd you change it, my guy? Um, because at that time, uh, I was starting to see in hip hop, you had uh, David Banner, you had uh, Kanye West. Mm -hmm. And so guys were coming out with names or, or names that sounded like real names that sounded like uh, R&B artists or, you know, um, I feel like sometimes uh, rap names, they, they get a little, um, almost like wrestling, like you have to come up with some, you know, people just got some weird names that don't sound like a real name. And I wanted my music to resonate with people 
the person that I am in my music. So yeah. in order to do that, I had to give them at least part of my name. You know what I'm saying? So that's pretty much how it came about. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good. Now, we're going back. I mean, looking at that, the, the versatile times. I mean, even before, like, uh, leading into that rap name, you had your eye on starting a career in music in some way, shape, or fashion. Like, what got you started just musically in general? Uh, well, my family. Um, my mom uh, played in Cashmere's, uh, the, the band in the 70s when they were really good and they were putting out albums. Okay. I want to say she came to the, she came to the tail end of that era. She, she was like the 75 through 79 years, which is, uh, I think they actually have some music recorded. And uh, my uncle was a musician himself and, um, you know, produced his own music. So uh, my mom's side of the family was very musical. And then uh, on my dad's side of the family, I had an uncle that uh, was into writing poetry and he would have notebooks. He never recorded anything, but I would sneak and go and see his writing and just see the things that he did. And so, uh, you know, from an early age, I was interested, but never really, you know, it took a while for me to get the confidence to actually pursue it, so. So what, what initially gave you that confidence? What was that first point where you're like, you know what? I'm not going to say you're the most confident person ever, but then it's like, what's the first thing that starts you along the path? And you're like, I can display this for a crowd. Um, honestly, so I was a very, uh, to myself kid, a very introverted kid. I, I used to do a lot of drawing and stuff. So I never really, you know, people knew that there was talent inside of me in different ways, and but I just didn't share it a lot. And so I used to ride around with my uncle. And uh, at the time, I probably was like nine, 10 years old, maybe. And uh, he's probably like 19, 20 at that time, riding <laughs> with him. He goes to his homie's house, one of his best friends. I actually rapped about it on, on one of my songs. And uh, he had a little karaoke machine. And so uh, I rapped. I just, for the first time in my life, I just kind of just started rapping. And I freestyled. It must have been a couple minutes. It felt like I was rapping for two hours, but... It, it was uh, the first time that I actually rapped to anybody else. Yeah. And my uncle looked at me. He was like, okay, nephew, I, you, you got something with you. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that, that's what really was the first time where it's like, all right, I might be able to do a little something, you know? You remember them bars? Nah, not at all, man. Not at all. It, it was, <laughs> as, you know, I'm, you know, without dating myself, that was a long time ago. So, yeah. <laughs> so your your uncle at that point though is like oh, okay he he can kind of rap so yeah. so that 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 did that help boost your confidence and like okay I can I can get out of here maybe no question no question my uncle because my uncle had this is back when they had the box network and so my uncle used to keep his TV on the box network and they every five minutes they would play nothing but a G thing video. But that that channel and watching that, so understanding his love for music and for him to feel like, okay, my nephew got something, even though I was super young, saying a bunch of stuff that probably ain't make sense, but the rhyming was there. Yeah, man, that really boosted my confidence at okay. the time. And then for young listeners that don't know, because we know, uh, the Box Network was a network you used to call in and like you could pick a song before YouTube. Video. Like it was like YouTube that you had to pay for, like call it. <laughs> but like people, and you could get the same song over and over and over and over and over again as long as you just called it in. As long it as was you paid. box. I, I, you know, I, 
now they got YouTube. You can just pick up your phone like whenever. Just look at whatever. <laughs> so uh, this is high school, right? The where yeah. you're, uh, you're still moving on. And then eventually, you know, my brother said, you went, you know, you see the flag in the back. I went you know, you. PV, you know. You went to PV, okay. So you're at PV and what, uh, like, how are you furthering along this musical path? Okay, so, um, you know, in, in high school, obviously he stated, I started with uh, GP. We built the studio in 2005 and I, I got to Prairie View in 2004. And um, I, I met I met a lot of good people up there, a lot of guys that were making music. Um, and it just, it just kind of, you kind of, um, it gets to a point to where you find people with common interests and the people that's going to be your friends, they just magically end up around you every day, you yeah. know? And it's just like it, one of those things. Uh, I met my homie Cash Capone. And at the time, um, this is before the road got there, me, him, a friend of mine named Blue, who's actually a, a pretty decent producer out of Dallas himself. Uh, and we all just kind of huddled up and started working together. Um, maybe another year or two goes by. And one day he texts me, and we had a friend named DJ Mark that was the, the primetime click, like, head, basically. And uh, we went over to meet some dude that was rapping, and uh, that, that dude was the role. And, you know, from that point on, really, as just, you know, the primetime click thing, I was already working myself, and then the primetime click thing came up. And, uh, you know, I just continued to work with everybody and, and work with as many people as I could. And, you know, it just – you look up and then you know a lot of people from just producing, engineering, all types of things. So, um, but I still, even at that point, I wasn't really uh, putting out solo music like that. I was to say, and Primetime Click was a collective of Texas artists that were like, like were they just all connected through PV or were this different avenues? Um, well, the initial, the initial core of Primetime Click was all PV students. Uh, and in Primetime Click was also the guy that originally made Holly Berry Superstar. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Superstar. Um, you had DeRoe, uh, Teddy B, Norm T. But these are guys from like Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth. But all that Prayer View. And I think as uh, it went on, we had a black boy and a, a, a couple other guys got added that didn't go to Prayer View. But the initial like core was from Prayer View. Now. In primetime click, are you more focused on the production side or are you more focused on rapping? Yeah, um, it was more the production side and like engineering and just like playing my part more than anything else. You know, I just didn't, at that point in time, the type of music the guys were making was a little bit different than what I was personally making. And I just don't think it was really the time for my style of music at that point in time. On, on college campuses like that. You know, it was the era of the dance music. It was the era of the club music. You had Boosie and Webby that was popping. You had a uh, D-Town uh, dance music that was popping real heavy. And you just would get these songs. And I wasn't making music to that style. So I was just, wherever I could produce, wherever I could help and just play my part, that's, you know, and then, uh, and then after that, I started getting back to my solo stuff. And, uh, that, that's when we talk about practice uh, came out. Yeah, so I mean, let's talk about that. Like, that's when we talk about practice. What made you decide at that point, okay, I think the world is ready for this style of music again? Oh, man. I, you know, I don't want to say the time. The, I think the timing, if I'm not mistaken, I think we were 
at that point we were a couple of years removed from uh from like ice cream paint job and you know guys started not not really going their own ways but guys you know um I was still at Prairie View. Uh, a couple guys graduated. A couple guys went and did different things. And so I guess at the time, it just wasn't as like this. You know, guys were on the road. You know, DeRoe's making his moves. Martinum was making their moves and stuff like that. And so it kind of gave me space to like, okay, now I'm going to just make my music, you know. And maybe, maybe a lot of that was just the confidence I gained from that whole situation and seeing how real it could be for you, you know, because I got to meet some people – I probably would never have met, you know, if it were not for that situation. So I, I guess at that time, it just was perfect timing for me, just maturing as a man and getting more confident in my pen and, and what I could do as an artist. Hmm. Now, what would you say is your, I mean, I, one of the things I noticed about your albums, one, they're, they are uh, highly produced. They're really musical, yeah. uh, like really, really musical. And there's there's space in time between the albums. We're talking about four. I mean, from uh, we talking about practice to vintage, and now the loop. Like, what is your process when you're deciding to create an album and then actually going into the album creation process, album creation mode? Well, well, that process kind of changed over time. Um, the gaps in time between the projects just really being like you know um when you're when you really a perfectionist and you really you know you want things a specific way sometimes it take you a little longer and that could mm -hmm. be a negative thing especially in this uh in this era of music in this market uh but i knew for me man I, I just had to do it my way and i had to make this stuff sound how i wanted it to sound and so the process for me um with vintage that was different from we talking about practice. We talking about practice, it was just like, hey, I just wanted to show people I could rap. Yeah. You know, a lot of that was over other people's beats. Yeah. Uh, Vintage was about trying to create a sound for myself. And I kind of had remnants of that. And there were other artists that would come along and kind of help guide me in the direction. Of, and one of those artists was uh, Big Crit. And so Crit was here, Cushion Orange Juice, like that that era, like the 2010, I want to say, 2011, yeah. it was a great wave of underground artists making albums. People yeah. weren't rapping over other people's beats like that no more, especially after what happened with DJ Drama. You know, the game kind of changed. Yeah. So I, I knew uh, going into Vintage, I had to create my own sound. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a slow cooker, a very slow cooker. But I, I guess uh, the process is just like, yo, when it feels right, it feels right. And right off your life experiences, sometimes you got to sit down on a song and come back to it when yeah. you get the rest of it in, in, in life experience. And so I think that's probably my, my biggest asset, but I definitely recognize I probably need to speed that process up uh, to get where I want to be uh, as an artist. So, I mean, my thing about that is you just never know how it works. I mean, it works. The quality of the music is, is, is I, I just don't know. I mean, it's funny. When your album dropped, it's your album and DeLorean's, which is produced by Pug Tunes, that you just keep hearing for this year. It's like, these are just top-tier quality albums. Like, uh, I think even for your last two albums, I'm also impressed by just... The, the guest features, the singing, 
the just the overall musical the backdrop is it's really really well worked yeah really and, fat layering thank you thank really you. fat layering your your music Absolutely. sounds well put together um you're obviously not like using fruity loops anymore what are you using i'm using fruity loops <laughs> you are oh my goodness <laughs> you're making it sound amazing um, uh, so w w one thing I, I like to, in, to, to your point, I like to give a lot of credit. So with Vintage, I produced that, like that was 95% myself. On this album, I knew to take that step forward. I had to reach out to some people and uh, uh, I reached out to uh, Charity and Mark Bird. Um, okay. Charity, Charity um, well, she goes by Charity Work. She's a good friend of mine. We met a, a little bit after we talking about practice. Uh, she be, quickly became one of my favorite producers, um, and she's she. I, I saw her kill guys in beat battles for years, and we we just worked in the lab for years. She ended up moving to Atlanta. Uh, she linked up with Mark Bird. They created a a, a duo called God Level, and mm -hmm. Mark Bird he's produced recently for Big Crit. He produced on the last Rhapsody album. I want to say he's he might have produced a, a, on one of the last Kanye albums. He did Saha No No Dope on Sunday's album. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's a, definitely heard about charity. Got Dante uh, Higgins. Dante uh, Higgins was yeah. thinking about yeah, her so, Just like she's incredible. Yeah. So so yeah. So Higg is a part of that collective too. And so um, yeah, she she's phenomenal, and she really did a great job of just keeping in my mind of George. This needs to sound like an album. She's like classic albums have just the sound, and just every song just has its own personality. And uh, all the beat changes on the album, I credit to her, her and Mark, um, you know, and, you know, it's just sometimes it's just about uh, understanding what you, um, what your limitations might be and, all, and bringing the right people in to compensate for your limitations creatively. And I think that's what being a producer is, is just understanding where music goes, where, and, and it's a hard fight and it's a battle. And even me and Charity to this day don't agree on some of the mm -hmm. stuff on the loop, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because <laughs> that's just, but that, but I prefer that as to somebody just saying, oh, yeah, it sounds good. That's but just having, good. having her and Mark to lean on, man, I just, you know, I, I know my name is the one on the CD, but those people, they're geniuses. And I'm thankful that um, yeah. they, they, they were willing to help me uh, work on this project. That's good, man. What do you feel your limitations are musically? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I'll say this. Um, I guess when I brought them some of the records from the loop, the production side of it, I, I, I was still a little unfocused and a lot of the stuff was still in demo mode, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, the production wasn't as polished as I would have liked it. And Mark being somebody that's worked, it's funny, we had a story, not, not to sidebar too much, but Mark was teasing me for this sound that I use that's like an outdated sub sound. Mm -hmm. And him and Charity were clowning me about, and we laugh about that, but that's kind of symbolic of what working with them did for me. I get it. It's kind of, it made the music sound a little bit more cutting edge and a little more, because Vintage had more of a, a, a I don't want to say a dusty, dusty crates feel to it, but it was just a little bit more underground. This album, I think, sounds a lot more like industry Policy. standard type. Yeah. 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 yeah Vintage was kind of raw, but I like that rawness, but... Yeah, this one right here is, for lack of a better word, produced. Yeah. It's, yeah, you. from your marketing to even when you dropped it, everybody, uh, a lot of people I know 
was posting you. I even reposted because I didn't know we were going to interview you. I just naturally started liking your music. So my yeah, brother goes, do you like George Young? I was like, yeah, nigga, I reposted. Like, it was perfect. <laughs> like, of course. I appreciate um, that, man. With that being said, you have a lot of love in Houston. Where are you from? Uh, well, I was born in Houston, Texas. Yeah. Uh, born at St. Joseph's. Actually, the part that's a park now. They don't even have that part of the hospital no more. Hmm. Um, I was raised for the first uh, 10, 11 years of my life. I was raised in Greens Point. Mm -hmm. um, my parents split when I was about five or six. Me and my mom moved from Lincoln Green East to, um, I said it in a song, I can't remember, Rush Creek Drive, uh, Northboro Apartments. Okay. So we, we stayed off Northboro. And then we moved to the other side, I think Imperial Valley. So I stayed in Greenspoint, different apartments. Then we moved. We moved for a couple of years, stayed in a city called Barrett Station, which is near Crosby. Yeah. And, uh, and then when I got to like fifth grade, we moved back uh, to like the Homestead area. And so that's, that's kind of been my home base uh, ever since. I can't leave this side of town alone for some reason. So it's mostly North Side. North Side, yeah, definitely North Side. Yeah. But you work with everybody. Oh yeah, I, yeah, man. I, I mean, my growing up, my grandmother lived in Harlem Clark, and okay. I spent a lot of time in high school in Third Ward. So, like, yeah, I it, it it wasn't no limitations on that. If you dope, you dope. I don't care. I don't care if you from Mars, you know. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Now, what what artists were you listening to uh, coming up, and not just Houston, but just the the artists that you feel like kind of influenced you? Man, it's a very long list. I'll try to condense it. Um, Jay-Z's my favorite rapper. Um, Kanye West is, is my favorite rap artist. Um, man, of course, Face, Fat Pat, um, UGK. Um, we can tell. Man, it's just Ice Cube, um, T.I., uh, Outkast. I mean, just anything to me that, 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 reached the standard. I mean, guys from Lupe Fiasco down to Eminem to like, I just always, every region, it's like whatever was the cream of the crop to me in that region, I listened to it. You know what I'm saying? But those are the names. Of course, Dre, Dr. Dre, just, you know, I try to pattern myself as a producer just behind the way that he gives that soundscape and that landscape of the music is just, it's phenomenal. So yeah, those, those are definitely some of my influences off top. We can tell you're like a Dr. Dre slash Pimp C. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's yeah. real nice. So yeah, when you're, uh, I mean, let's go back to talking about uh, the loop and where when you're working with new people now that are like putting in their influence. I mean, looking back, is there any part you said like, hey, we didn't agree on everything on the album. Is there something you can look back on? You're like, yo. I wasn't really on board with this, but now that it's out and I'm seeing a response, you was right. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, not, nah, you know, no, because the only reason I say that now, it might've been something that I did that I had to trust a little bit more than I initially did. Um, but all of the, like the details that were like the hard selling points, it wasn't hard to sell me on them. Nah, and the man. thing that I loved about, the, and that's because I trusted the people. I, I really was a lot more trusting with the people. And I mean, I still, I took everything back and kind of like rearranged all the songs and everything like that. 
But um, no, nah, I can't say that's anything that uh, they tried to sell me on because everything that, that Mark and Charity was giving me was just phenomenal. Like even her singing on the album and oh, yeah. you, you can hear her on like three or four tracks where it's just a voice you don't know where it's coming from. But you know, so yeah, I, I, I'm actually pretty satisfied. I was satisfied with everything when I uploaded it and put it out. Oh wait, that, that's her singing on parts of the album? Uh, she sung on uh, Back in A Man On Fire. Yeah. She sung on The Breakdown Before The Beat Change. Uh, she sung on on the song Company. It sounds like a sample. That's actually her singing. Oh, so wow. she, 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 she does, and this is not stuff that I asked her to do. It's just like stuff she'll send you a record, and it'll just have these vocals in it. And, you know, I always encourage her to do it because she's really good at it, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the singing on this album is phenomenal. Like, yeah, thank you. Jack Freeman. Oh man, Gabriel, like <laughs> the show. Yeah, there are there, there are some phenomenal singing on the album, and just points where I like a lot of albums where you know hip hop albums where they're like, this is a point where we're just gonna have music. Like it, it doesn't just have to be rapping, but I'm gonna express how I'm feeling just through pure music and you really 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 capture a lot of that there are some there are some great points like on this album what are some of the songs that that you made that just kind of stand out to you that you just really enjoy if you can pick out any uh that's a great that's a great question um I really liked how um and this was because how I struggled with the, the song at first. I really love how After Hours came out with the, the scratching and uh, Donnie, shout out to Donnie Houston for that one. Uh -huh. um, but I guess songs like Company, The Loop, I, I would say The Loop, uh, that record to me and Black Ice um, and Higher Ground with, with Jack mm -hmm. Freeman. Yeah. Um, those are just black for Black Ice for me, just the guitar, uh, the scratching, the layered stuff, the like, um, yeah, it's it's some records on there that like I I was just really really satisfied with, but but Black Ice, Higher Ground, and the Loop are probably the top three that I would say. Okay. Now, also too, your style of uh, I'm not gonna say your style, just in terms of your subject matter, you talk very personally about your life. Uh, like you said, this is not it's nothing against it, but like it's not just oh here's party music here mm -hmm. like some club music or something like that. There are some a lot of personal aspects about you, about family. Um, how do the people around you uh, support you in terms musically? Uh, do you have a lot of family members that are like, yeah, like I've always wanted them to get into rap, like your, your uncle, uh, or they're like, yeah, I need you to do something else. Like, how, <laughs> how, how has the family accepted this? Uh, my family has always been uh, the most supportive group of people you know, um, and that's what's always made it easy. And and that's probably why I stay so true to who I am as the person in my music, because I know they're listening. Like, if my mom hear me talking about, you know, selling dope or something on a song, she's gonna be looking at me sideways, like, boy, you ain't never sell no dope or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So, like, my, my family, man, like, you know, they, they, they support me heavy. Uh, after it came out, like they still play, they play the music. They're actually fans of the music, which I think that's the main reason why the support has been so easy for them because they believe in what I do. So, um, 
you know, my family, even uh, recently, my, my, my dad, uh, my dad has a sister that lives like across the country. And I never told her about my music. My mom sent her my album. And uh, I told her I did music, but I like, I, you know, I never let her yeah. hear my music. Mom sent it to her. She called me on the phone. She's like, yeah, I didn't let my friends listen to it. So my family's, I think it's important to have a family that um, is going to give you the space to, to thrive or fail in whatever it is you're passionate about. Because I feel like a lot of people don't have that. So I've been blessed in that regard, most definitely. Absolutely. A lot, a lot of people def, definitely don't have that. No. So, uh, yeah, that's always that's positive. positive. What are your overall plans? Well, you know what? Before I even get to that, uh, videos. Where are your videos at, man? <laughs> like, they they come in. Things where I was like, die. So, I mean, there are a lot of songs uh, from the last album that I was like, oh, this need a video for you to have it. But then like the loop, do we have plans on creating videos? Yeah, absolutely. Within the, within the next two weeks, okay. uh, we, we start shooting. Um, you know, that, and that's my fault. Uh, I, I will admit, um, as much of the execution that I did get right with this album, I probably wish I would have shot the visuals first. But um, by the same token, I would like to extend the life of, and the content yeah. of this project as far as I can. Smart so I, I, I wanted to let people to like, I wanted to almost force people to live with the music before they get anything else. Because we live in a society where artists are so quick to like, you know, and in turn, the quick turnover is like killing the quality of the music. You know what I'm saying? But to answer your question, like, yeah, uh, that was my biggest uh, regret with Vintage is that I didn't shoot any videos. Um, unfortunately for me, I just, I hit hard times. I got, actually got laid off right before I put that album out. So it, it was tough sledding for a little while. And, uh, I probably still could have got things done, but now nah, we, we not leaving no stones unturned with this one, man. We, every, whatever the fans are expecting to get, they, they're going to get, um, we're still figuring out which video is going to be first, but I'm definitely going to be having visuals out within the next month or two. And, and that might be a little bit of a better process too, where it's like you're you're you can actually see what the fans are resonating with. You can see what they're they're moving towards. Company, company, yeah, company. It's funny. Company. It's funny because uh, company. Uh, I was actually texting Charity this morning. That company is now like one of the top three three played records on the album, which at first that wasn't initially how it was. So, yeah. um, you know, I yeah, I like I like the idea of kind of letting your fan base decide you know because we've been stuck in these standards of you know this is the way you do this and you put this out here and you put this out here but sometimes man if you just listen to the people they ain't gonna steer you wrong because they the consumers yeah. you know what i'm saying so so like I, i'm definitely listening in i ask everybody what they want a video for and those are going to be the ones that we prioritize and get to them but i, I really want to shoot the whole album to be honest with you i feel I you i want to shoot a video yeah. for the whole album yeah. the loop ranking road bruh yeah oh man that's my song yeah, yeah. and i'm from the <laughs> south side so. I, appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that man. hey you know what that's not the first time i've heard that man i appreciate yeah. that i you know i i knew that people would be able to resonate it coming from a real place because even though we weren't in the exact same buildings we face the exact same circumstances. We we know we know how the air smelled at Astro World. Like we we knew what it felt like going to a skating ring, whether it was Funplex or Lockwood skating ring. So you know, it was it was the same. It was a lot of differences, but no matter where you was from in Houston, if you grew up in a particular era, 
you know what it was about. And I'm just thankful that people are feeling the music and it's embodying that for them. Yeah, you write from a place of, you know that you're from here. It's like, I do this with uh, a lot of people too. Like when I'm talking about something, I use the old name. I'll be like, yeah, the, the Whataburger right near the summit. And they'd be like, what? Yeah. Be like, Never mind. He wasn't yeah, there. I, I still, I still, call, it, I still call it the summit. Yeah. I still call it the summit too. Yeah. Summit. You live, we live near the, uh, the Astrodome and that's what I say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what? I'm like, you're not from here. Yeah, NRG. <laughs> I wish you would have filmed a video for Astroworld, man. It's like Devon said, I see you on videos, but you it be features. Yeah, yeah. I you know, and I, I haven't given up hope. Maybe at some point I could do a retroactive video album for Vinny. Yes. You know, maybe on a on a ten year, you know, or something like that. I I figure out a way to get some visuals out for that. Yeah, that's one of those things I like to put out. There are a lot of artists where I feel like, yo, you could still, uh, your first album, the loop. I was like, you can go back and create visuals for this. Like we talked to DeLoreans, Knights of the International Ballroom. I'm like, man, you can make videos for this whenever you feel like. Oh yeah, I'm saying this. Whole video for this, you can put this on DVD and I buy it. Kanye West put out Spaceship three albums later. Oh yeah, yeah, three albums later. True, it was still good. True, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, shout out to D-Lo by the way, man. D-Lo, man, that that dude's been really good for a very long time, and you know, and I I I mentioned him because y'all, I mean, literally, y'all, your two albums are what Houston is talking about right now. Right now yeah. Like, those are the two albums. I think I saw Galette tweet, Nas dropped an album today, and the top two albums that I've heard so far are from the people in the city, and he's talking about you and D'Lo. And so, I mean, that's also because we like to take cheap shots at Nas all the time. Nas hey, man, I, I got, too. I got to give him credit. I, yeah, I, li- I like Nas' hit boy joint. I like that. No, I like. <laughs> I said, look, man. I know we've been mad at Nas for a while, and I feel like we're mad at Nas because we know the potential. It's mm-hmm. like, God, we know you're gonna. So I was like, I, I wasn't even looking forward to the album, but then I listened to it. I was like, like this ain't, this ain't bad. <laughs> this yeah. Ain't- Okay, so yeah. somebody found a nice little pocket for Nas. I was like, y'all was like, yo, Nas, stop picking beats. And he stopped. <laughs> like, he listened to y'all. He was like, all yeah. right, I'm hands off on this one. I was hands off. <laughs> y'all ain't like that. Y'all didn't like that one. Nobody yeah. hooked up with Kanye. Nobody hit, should hook up with Kanye. Right not now. right now. Not right now. Not right now. Not right now. Not, hit, hit, hit boy found a pocket for Nas, though. Absolutely. I really love that, that car 85. My bad. That no. car 85 is really my, uh, that's. That's my jam. I really I love that understand. album. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I feel like the one thing everybody's walking away from, which it's like we all knew. I feel like if you really, really listen to hip hop, you knew this, but it's nice to be reminded. AZ still rap like he never missed, like he never skipped a beat. AZ still dropped projects like he never skipped. They are always top tier yeah that, like, that man is fla- his flow is flawless man yeah it's like AZ, flawless and, flow, bro. az and scarface do not get the recognition they that just they don't need. miss like they get in and they be like they clock in they rap they clock out and they be like all right here you go yeah like, it's, imp- it's impossible for them to make some bad music it's impossible nah. for them to make bad music it, it, it's almost completely like i was like yo that's who you bet on 
But Foxy Brown, not so much. <laughs> she has a, she's, you know, the hearing's gone. A lot of stuff has happened to Fox. Fox should have got her yeah. when she was hot. Like, that's one of those things where a lot of artists you see mimic that, that, that energy, that flow. That's oh, it's still, yeah. yeah. It's there. The Foxy Brown energy is still out yeah. here in, in this current era. The yeah. way she said her words, the way she approached yeah. with her flow, like, yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, I'm looking, you know, I some people I'm just like, I'm not expecting you to come back, but AZ, I was like, AZ still just phenomenal. I, yeah. I love to hear him and Nas do like a little EP over some New York summertime sounding beats. Oh, yeah. Man, and just like, oh, yeah. give us Every five versions of the flyers. Yeah, yeah. Who we saw that made together? Yeah, like the Flyers Gangsters. We always talk about uh, whose world. I'm like, no, nah, go to Flyers Gangsters. <laughs> Fly, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still jam there. Who are some artists in Houston that you like working with? Man, um, man, off top, uh, everybody that was on the project, obviously. Um, there's still some people I haven't been able to work with. Um, man, uh. Oh, that's a good list. Um, Dante Higgins. Dante Higgins is probably uh, the artist that right now, like, uh, I've engineered for him. I produce for him. He's featured on my album. Uh, EDF. Um, uh, Mike Red. Uh, D-Lo. Um, man, it's, it's just so many talented artists in the city, and, and not just rappers, man. But I, I've slowly been, been able to, like, start working with the people I wanted to work with. So like the, on the loop, you don't get people on Vintage that were on the loop. Nobody featured on this album that featured on the last mm -hmm. album that was kind of done on purpose. Mm -hmm. Cause I wanted to just like reach out and work. Devontae Hunter, a phenomenal artist. Me and him done like four or five different records. And this was the first time that it was on my album. You know, so he, he's always reached out and we had that chemistry. So, I mean, it's a lot of other artists, man. Obviously Rob, uh, I, I just finished mixing a project for uh, Mac from Undergravity. Um, okay. You know, that, th those guys are, are, are phenomenal, too, and they all right. Uh, man, it's, it, it, really, anybody that's dope in the city, man, it's a lot of good rappers out here. And, uh, a you lot, know, I like to work with all of them. A lot of things are changing. Uh, and like we said, when we're going back, we're looking at that you've been doing this since that 2010 era, that, that wave, that kind of second wave that we've seen. Uh, you've been rapping in a city that has changed dramatically, I think, over the last 10 years. And you're also part of the music industry that's changed dramatically over the last 10 years. What are some of the major changes you've seen and how do you think it's helping Houston? Well, I think, um, I think now with these with these apps with like SoundCloud and stuff, I, I feel like we're even more connected now to like the underground. And so like I hear artists that's out of Houston every day, as opposed to like you had to go to like SF2 or you had to go to like different places to find the network. Now the network is out there and it's it's more available. It's not in one place like it was. Yeah. You know, it's not you know not like like when they was doing the Frontline tour on SF2 Sundays, you know, and I, I made a lot of relationships through that. But I just think the biggest change now is just like, it's wide open. Everything is wide open. There's not one artist that's being held it as this, this one guy above everybody. And it's not, it's just the, the, 
playing field is a lot more uh, level than it used to be. You know what I'm saying? Our legends have gotten a little bit older. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, your big brother go off to college. See, you could go chill in his room. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could have a girl over in his room. So it's, it's a little bit of that. And then I just think the versatility of the city is really uh, sprouted. I think for maybe for a while, uh, artists in the city, um, people burnt out on the sound of the 2005 sound because artists weren't doing it properly. You know, like, I can, I can listen to Kiki talk about a slab a thousand songs. Yeah. Because that's, that man is phenomenal at it. But that's, that's not him. everybody. That's not, yeah, but that's yeah. not everybody's lane. And so you were just getting at one point in time to me, you would get a bunch of artists that were mimicking what they saw people from other places like, and it kind of became trite. And that kind of led to people not wanting to hear the Houston sound from Houston artists. Right. And so Houston artists would go off and just do other things. But I think within that, it's created some some versatility. And now you you got artists that, man, you got an artist, you don't know where they, where you think they from based off of their sound and they could be from Houston. So it's more about the the adaptability. I, I feel like the city is finally adapting and it's finally moving forward a little bit. Yeah, because there are certain pockets of Houston where I'm like, like, I, I don't know what's happening out in A-Leaf, but mm -hmm. there are so many different styled artists that are coming out of that area yeah. where I'm like, it, 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 to me, it's incredible. Where I mean, all types of talent too, not just rap. It's it's, yeah. it's creative artistry coming out of A Lee too. Yeah, big My shout out to A Lee. And I think that's another big thing where you're seeing uh, just in Houston and the surrounding areas in general. It's not just musical talent that's coming out. You're seeing more uh, producers. You're seeing more uh, videographers. You're seeing more artists. You're seeing more. Chefs, you're seeing more. There's a lot of people just in the entertainment sphere and and service sphere that you're seeing come up. Where you're like, yeah, I this is stuff I did not see 10, 15 years ago, and the diversity of it. And a lot of that is just, um, it's like Donald Glover. That a lot of that is just because of the internet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good to see. I was just talking. <laughs> 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 now you, you good. You good. But I, 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 I We're just agree. having a conversation. A lot of it is because of the internet. Speaking of the internet, how has the internet helped you with your musical endeavors? Uh, the, the internet has been phenomenal with spreading the music around. Um, you know, for an artist that hasn't put out music, and it was six. It was almost six years. Yeah. Um, the, the 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 fact that the buzz was still there, uh, like that's the internet, man. That's the power of the internet. The power of being able to spread the music around, uh, you know, the power of people being able to see you and connect with you as a person. I think that that does a lot for my brand as well. Like, there's a lot of people that I've become friends with because they were fans of my music, you know. And then it's people that, you know, they fuck with me as a person, so they give the music a chance. Now, that, I ain't saying they like the music because they like me. But a lot of times, shit, if people fuck with you, they'll give your shit a chance yeah. at, at minimum. And that's all I need. I just need you to press play. That's all you got to do. You know, so, mm -hmm. the, man, the internet has been phenomenal. Um, uh, give you an example. Steph Simon, that's on Black Ice. Yes. Uh, big artist out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. Shout out to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, it's a great movement going down up there. A lot of artists coming out of there every day. Like you were saying, with visual artists and, and all that, they're doing that 
And me and Steph met because I put out a beat tape. And I think he hit me up on MySpace in like 2009 asking for permission to use a beat. Fast forward, you know, I produced, I, we still working together. And he put out Born on Black Wall Street last year, which is to me, in my opinion, a classic that y'all need to go check that dude I out too. Out. I, produ I produced six records on that album, but like the, the internet created that. I'm able to have these relationships and have these pockets that feel like a second home because of the relationships I've been able to build through the internet. So it's been vital. It's been extremely vital. And that's wild too, where it's like you have artists coming out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, where there are certain markets that I don't think would ever even get exposure. You could have great artists that are in here, but you know, back in the early thousands, a record label had to come to your city to get you, to get you on the radio. And now dudes is getting, you know, a TikTok song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you see, uh, there are a couple artists out of here. B King is literally like, uh, I oh yeah, <laughs> killing it because kids are discovering me on TikTok and playing it for their parents and then they going back and they're like all right it's it's over a decade worth of music here that i could be listening to and that's that's shutter step that sidesteps a record company you don't need yeah. that kind of stuff now so even when, like i said when i saw you posting where it's like you're posting your your streaming numbers mm. all your thing what when you first started seeing the streams uh, were you surprised? Was it expected? Like, what were your feelings when the numbers started coming in? You know, I, I knew the support would be there. You know, I, I have a lot of people that still check for my music. So I knew the support would be there, but I think that even, I think it, it eclipsed my expectations. I didn't, I didn't go into it with a number mm -hmm. expectation. It was more of a feel and the amount of people. And it got to the point to where on my Instagram, like for the first four days, like I could not, like I had to scroll down my page like four or five times to like go back and respond to everybody. So like I knew, I knew it was doing numbers and it was just so funny cause I, I wasn't even thinking about the numbers and Charity made a flyer. She's like, she's really helped me with everything. She made a flyer of like, okay, once we reach 10,000 plays on Apple Music, I think she sent that to me on like Tuesday I dropped Friday, she sent me that the next Tuesday, right? Neither one of us had checked the numbers out or anything. <laughs> so she sends me that. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm like, you know, maybe in a couple of weeks or maybe in a month or whenever we reach that, you know? And so I go to check Apple Music on like Wednesday and just off Apple Music, we already at 8.5. And I'm like, yo, we're gonna be able to use this on Friday. We're gonna be able to use this on our first week. So I was definitely, um, I was definitely a little surprised by just how well the music spread. I knew the people that supported me were gonna like it and play it, but sometimes you don't know, like, you know, sometimes on the internet, it takes the right person to say this is dope for somebody absolutely. else to give it a chance. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, and like the right people were saying like, yo, nah, y'all need to check this out. Like the homies with podcasts were, were putting awesome, it on, bro. like, you know what I'm saying? So. And, uh, but yeah, I was, I was a little surprised and taken aback actually by the numbers that I, I wasn't really, I have expectations like that. So people naturally reposted it. That wasn't a marketing or anything. Nah, it was, I posted a link, um, charity posted a link and that, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't send anybody an email or text message wow. saying, yeah. Hey y'all pub the album hard. Nah, I just, 
people been waiting and shit. I put the shit out and they just they just went crazy with it. It so, was I mean, on the timeline. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It was crazy. I never seen nothing like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah. Not for not for not for like a uh uh underground artist, now. Nah. Yeah. 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 Cause when I kept seeing people change their name to like play the loop and that, I was like, okay, I'll get to this. You know, I was like, and then I was like, all right, let me sit and listen to it. Uh, again, like I said in the beginning, it's just good music. Like mm -hmm. it is uh, what you and what Charity sat down and what y'all created, uh, your group, y'all really created an album. Like that, it is a complete album start to finish. It is musical. It is a lot of the stuff that people are looking for. Uh, what can we expect to see from you? And I know this is kind of early on because we, you know, it's really, what are we going to see from you in the future? Um, as far as just uh, projects? And, well, uh, and that. Projects, features, what are you planning on doing with this album? Uh, just kind of let people know. Okay. Um, we got videos coming. Um, definitely got merch coming. Uh, vinyl is going to be coming in probably the next, probably, probably in the next, I, I was going to try to keep it under wraps, but I think uh, the labor, the Friday before Labor Day, I think we're going to drop the link for, for the uh, vinyls. Okay. Uh, CDs going to be coming out this week. Um, as far as projects, it, it's still early in the process of like uh, moving forward creatively because I, I still have to market this one, but a couple of the things that I would like to do moving forward I would like to put together like a chronic and like just maybe take a step back as an artist on one album and just A&R and treat it like I treated this one, but with other people that are phenomenally talented and just put some people together and, uh, and make an album. That's something I've been thinking about. I definitely like to do uh, maybe a couple EPs with some other producers and step out of being a, my own producer for, for you know, a record or two. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, videos. Um, this the promo is really about to take a step up because after that initial rush is when you really have to keep it going and keep the people engaged. And you guys doing the show with you guys is a big help and a big part of that in keeping people connected to the music. You know, so I want to thank y'all for like oh, know, no, just we, checking the music out. And, you know, because I'm gonna be real with y'all. I'm gonna be real with y'all. I saw y'all interviewing all these people that I've worked with. Wow. And, you know, and I've seen y'all interview, but it wasn't, listen, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't from a place of how they ain't gonna interview me, but it was like, man, I can't wait. I was like, man, I gotta drop this shit so I can be in that studio. <laughs> I wish I was in y'all studio because I look, y'all setup is so dope. Uh, I, I watched my peas. That's the, that's the Spear Podcast Studios. And I wish, like, well, we're gonna be back in there uh, soon because we're, you know, the virus we're just kind of in and out they're very clean but it's still like us getting in and out and getting our schedules together but uh and this is to all artists like we see and we discover people as we come along but i'll be like yo reach out too because sometimes it is like uh all right well we interviewed him and him and her and him and they cool with that guy so it's cool for us to reach out now instead of us doing a cold call to everybody, because cold calling just sometimes people be like, "Yeah, are y'all like what are y'all yeah. doing?" <laughs> but you know, you know, you I'm thankful. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful, and I, 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 but I saw y'all set up. I saw the way that y'all interviewed the people. I saw that y'all did y'all research, and I was, I'm a fan of the podcast. So I was just 
in my mind, one of my, one of the things that I envision, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna, they're gonna have to come to me at some point because I'm gonna give them a reason to have to come to me. Absolutely. So I, I was, when y'all reached out, I was like, I was like, yeah, this is what, <laughs> I've been waiting on this fucking DM. Thank God. So yeah, man, I'm, hey, I'm man. really blessed to be here with y'all, man. We appreciate it. And like I said, we, we try to, like I said, double back too. When we get back in the studio, like consistently, we definitely want to have you back on and mm -hmm. just that way you can be in the studio uh, set up and we can do that. No doubt, no doubt. Before we get out of here, is there anything you just kind of like let your fans know where they can find you, where they can get the new music, all that stuff? Okay, so uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, uh, the George Young, T H E G E O R G E Y O U N G. You can you can find me on the same at uh, Instagram. Uh, the Loop is available on all streaming platforms. Um, yeah, go check that out. Um, and yeah, we got we got physical CDs coming on this Friday. We'll probably do the uh, vinyls the following Friday. There's the link tree, and you can go check that out. And uh, yeah, so that's I mean that's basically where everything is. There will be videos coming soon. Yeah. So uh, and y'all keep spreading the music. Y'all doing phenomenal. Um, I really appreciate all the love that I received, man. And it really makes them hard nights when you like, man. I don't know if this shit gonna work. You know, it really makes all that worth it. It worked. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, man. look, man, we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you coming out. So, like, we, we definitely appreciate all that. Thank you for thank you for coming out and sitting in your, your studio and opening yeah. up your computer. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, I do this every day. <laughs> yeah, I do this every day, man. So, in my so humble opinion, man. I mean, we really want to thank anybody who comes out, like uh, my brother in Georgia saying, hey, sometimes, you know, we just want to interview people. We're, you can reach out to us all the time. We firmly believe George is just one of the artists. I'll take nothing away from him. George is great. One of the best I've seen. Everybody in Houston, there's so many in Houston that are like that. Houston has, Absolutely. Houston has the best rappers has the best music scene, period. I put y'all against California. I put y'all against New York. I put y'all against any Atlanta. Come on, come on. It's all Houston. Once again, in my humble opinion podcast, where the opinions aren't humbled and the words are not jumbled. I've been your host, Avery Zadius, but you can call me Zaddy for short. Also known as Avery, like a very nice guy. And Jess Devon, my brother, and we've been here with George Young. Thank you. Good night. Goodbye. Bang.